You can't restrain Steve-O. Mark Stevens Football Update for Load Restraint Systems. Make sure you're load safe with Australia's total range of cargo restraint products. Loadrestraint.com.au Ah, yes, it is uh, Mark Stevo Stevens who can't be restrained, especially when it comes to all of the latest AFL news. And there's a bit bubbling around, Stevo. Yeah, there is. There's some breaking news. One of the best players in the game, Took Miller, who. Uh a real breakaway sort of Brownlow operator last year, uh, underrated down here in Melbourne, but clearly one of the best players in footy. He's done a hamstring, so uh, uh, they covered that one up. It happened Friday in, in match sim, so it's a standard hammy, which is normally uh, three weeks plus. So Gold Coast is saying he's going to miss the two pracky games, but he'd have to be in doubt, I think, now for uh, the opening round as well. Who do they play opening round? They have Sydney yep. game one, so they can't afford to no. lose him. This time of year, you really don't risk uh, these injuries. It's still only worth four points round one. So Took Miller, line ball. So it could be three to four weeks, and, and that's sort of bang on. So he could be missing, which is a blow to Gold Coast, because he clearly, well, he's a superstar. He certainly is. If he was at Collingwood or Richmond or one of these big clubs, they'd uh, almost have a statue of the guy. <laughs> He's that good. Maybe you're getting a little carried away. <laughs> well, but he's underrated. Well, not by yeah. you. No. Well, he nearly won the Brownlow last year yeah, he... in, in, a, in a poor side. The other whisper is, and this one will concern you, Michael, as a Tiger, just uh, had a bit of a text before perhaps Jack Rewald might have a little soft tissue niggle. He's getting well. to the age, isn't he, of those soft tissue niggles? So we wait update on that, uh, potentially a little hammy. So... We'll see if he plays Friday. Of course, just uh, around the corner here at Arden Street, there's a big game on Friday, North versus Richmond, starting at 10 o'clock. How many people do you think you'll get to these pracky matches? Well, I, th- I think there's a real hunger for it. Uh, North and Richmond at Arden Street, I think it'll be 5,000. The Tiger fans, North people are up and about. If you go to North training in, in recent weeks, there's a lot more people there than there used to be. It's a Clarkson factor. There's a real interest in North, so I've got 5,000 for that. The other one at Icon Park, Carlton Collingwood, 11 o'clock on Friday. I think that's eight to 10,000. This is on a work day. Like People might be even planning the day off. It's a Friday, long weekend. Collingwood supporters sometimes don't have a lot to do either. Are you saying they're unemployed? No, not or at all. Or unemployable? Maybe they seem to just drift around. There's always <laughs> well, Collingwood people at training. They don't seem to have a lot to do during Mike, the day. Mikey's a, a desperate Carlton man. You'd, you'd go to the practice match, wouldn't I'll you, Mikey? I'll just text my mate who's a big Carlton fan and said I really want to go to this game, but I actually have to work at 11. But I think the game will probably be over by 1 o'clock when I usually get, her at, get no, out. No, I think it's going to be extended. Some of these games are six quarters, Mikey, so they've extended it just for Maybe you. Maybe I'll get there for the second half. Yeah. But so you're very keen for it. No, I think because we don't get many pracky games, we used to get all those NAB challenge matches. And they used to be televised the yeah. pre-season. Oh, the hunger's there. Yeah. So a whole series of games over the weekend in Melbourne. How, um, speaking of hunger, how hungry is uh, Lockie Hunter, who could have been your fellow owner? Yeah, that's right. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> He's had a pretty good run. They've had a good run, haven't they? Super Seth. Oh, it's Royal phenomenal. Um, now Merchant got Navy, Super yeah. Seth. And possibly elliptical three. It's you know what when we get Mark Hunter on, we, we'll have a little chat about this because it's almost unheard of that you could potentially be in three stallions yeah. within five or six years. Super effort, isn't it? So well, I'm in the next one, so you know what will happen there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Lockie very happy. He'll play on a wing. The way they're setting up, Ed Langdon on one wing, Lockie Hunter on the other. You'd normally find that players when they move clubs are given every opportunity, and Lockie. 
Oh, no, he's fit, ready to go. He had a broken nose a week or two ago. He just got kicked in the face accidentally by Max Gorn, uh, smothering in, in a bit of a match sim. So the coach would have liked that. So it'd be fascinating. And Lockie Hunter, of course, up against his old side round one. It was disappointing the, the way... Melbourne finished last season. How much of a bounce back do you think they'll have? Well, they look very good on paper when you throw in Grundy as well. That'll be the fascinating mm. one. Grundy and Gorn, they haven't got too many injuries. And you whack Hunter on one wing. They really like the wingers, Melbourne, the way they run and carry the footy. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be tough to beat. The only question, perhaps, forward line. Uh, Wiedemann's gone, who was a backup. You've got Ben Brown. Um, you got Van Royen, the other guy. So Big, big raps on him. Yeah, there are big raps on him. So, well, Lockie Hunter said today that... He was surprised that he hadn't played any footy, this guy. He looked mm. so good. So the only worry at the forward line, I think Ben Brown a little bit brittle, if you know what I mean. How's Maxi Gorn going? Yeah, he's flying. So he, he and Grundy, I think, will be the most fascinating uh, facet for that. So St Kilda and Melbourne have actually got a game Friday Arvo too, 4 p.m. down at Moorabbin. So You'll get a good crowd well, down there. I reckon that, 4 p.m. Down at Moorabbin. The hot dog stands going. That'll be, I reckon that's 8,000 as well. So I think people will be surprised how many people get to the footy. It's a good way to finish a weekend, 4 p.m. Friday. You, you're pretty good with your crowd estimations. You, I know you pr- pride yourself on that, don't you? Yeah. Well, it's not that hard to work out normally, but we might be surprised. It might be shut the gate. Uh, it's free entry. I don't think they have gates at Moorabbin anymore. Uh, no, I think they'll be boarded off or whatever they do. <laughs> there are some construction going. It's a fantastic setup hey, down there now. A serious one. I want to ask you, will all of this almost seems like a... Um, an investigation or a series of reports now from the Herald Sun into Collingwood, possible drug culture. How much of an impact do you think that may have for their start of the season? Or is it just external noise outside the walls? I think it's a nuisance for Collingwood only. They're used to this. They're pretty good at battening down the hatches. They're used to door stops, as you'd know. It sort of happens daily at Collingwood. They're the best club at being open. Their training's always open. They can't close there. They're just conditioned to it, so I don't think it'll be a huge uh, factor. The issue is, though, for the AFL, and I said this morning, it's the timing of this is bad because there's not a lot else happening. It's a bit of a slow news week. The Herald Sun will now, the way they operate, it'll be three or four days, and the AFL will be hoping it doesn't become a theme now through the season, drugs. But uh, it's off on a bad a bad start because... It, as I said, Bailey Smith was rubbed out for two weeks last year, but it was mid-season. We moved on quickly. This one's sort of hovering around. We had a purported mum ring in yesterday to a, another radio station saying that her son was offered cocaine at the very first function. He went to at Collingwood. And the way uh, newspapers and journalism in general work is that they'll be looking for the next story tomorrow. It's a, it's a fascinating one. That phone call's a little bit... Strange. It's strange, but they say it was ticked off and verified beforehand. I'm not sure how you 100% verify. Mm. No. I, 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 why wouldn't there be a complaint made to the club or the AFL mm. previously perhaps, if that was the case? Perhaps there was, but uh, you've got to take it on face value. I don't think that caller is a huge story, but it just adds to mm. um, what That's we're It's another layer. Another layer. Uh, what else is making news, steve Well, Tassie's a big story. Uh, Gil McLaughlin, who's back from the Super Bowl, is heading down to the Apple Isle on Thursday uh, for a lunch with the Premier in Hobart and also doing a breakfast in Launceston. So it's a real assault on, on Tassie, just as they try to get funding uh, for this stadium. So it just seems to have gone quiet. Um, can we get it over the line? So McQuarrie what year point? are they wanting a Tassie team 2027? 
you, you you thinking that's likely or unlikely? I still think it's likely. I know that Gil McLaughlin would like to get it done, but they need the funding for this stadium, which um, when you look at the cost of the Gabba, I think it was 2.7 to upgrade the Gabba or redo the Gabba for the Olympics, 2.7 bill. So then they're not cheap, these stadiums, and maybe it was undervalued, the the costing. I know that you've probably done a few home renos in your time, Michael, where the budget's We gave up. Out. Yeah. <laughs> we pulled of, the pin. It was that hard. Some marble in the bathroom and, oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed yeah. marble anymore. That's not good. Uh, no, real marble's all right. <laughs> just the engineered yes. stones. Yeah. Uh, is you, have you got a bit of cricket news for us as well? Uh, there is a bit of cricket news around... Uh, Bancroft looks like he's going over to India. And they brought Cummings home for Cummings has personal come home reasons. For personal reasons. Yeah. He will head back to India. So Bancroft will be the likely replacement for Warner. Um, so Cummings a quick break. What I would do if I was the hierarchy of cricket, I'd say to Pat Cummings, miss this test. Come home, do what you have to do, have a rest. Uh, you, you look like you're mentally shot. Just have a spell. We can get by without you for a game. You're not really suited to these conditions. Refresh and come back for Test 4. I think it's hard to zip. I know it's not too far to India, and he'd be in first class, but zipping back and forth is mm. not ideal. Have a spell. All right, have a spell. We can cover him. He only bowled about eight overs well, last Well, he's not bowling himself, so, yeah, exactly right. Uh, Steve-O, outstanding from you. Anything else? Pleasure. Oh, well, good. Are you going down to Arden Street uh, to watch the Tigers after uh, you get off here? Well, we're going down to Tassie. That's oh, where that's we're right. going. So yeah. we'll Maybe be down you can there pin down uh, Gil McLaughlin there. Well, Give you a chance to be at the Launceston Cup. He's at breakfast there Thursday morning. Do you no, think he'd do the double? Or he'd have to come in a day early for yeah. tomorrow. So maybe Yeah, does does like a, a punt. Keep so. your eye out. The other one was Lockie Neal, too. He's put his hand up uh, to be captain of the Lions. If we want to take a listen to what he had to say, he's, uh, he thinks he's grown and as a leader and is ready to go. If the club um, and the players feel that I'm the right person to do that, then, yeah, I'd be... Um, really humbled and excited to, to do that role. I think probably the last two or three years I've been able to come outside myself and um, really try and drive and improve others around me, especially young midfielders and talent-wise and um, things like that. It's the best list that I would have played with, um, but we know that doesn't get it done. So, captain? I think he would be red hot captain uh, favourite, but uh, Zorko says McCluggage is his tip, and he was the... Incumbent, or the the former captain. Who gets final say? Is it players or coach? Uh, it'll be a leadership sort of vote, but in the end the coach ticks off and then it goes to the board who invariably just rubber stamp. Is there less emphasis on the captain now than in the old days? Probably. I think it's more leadership group and yep. a lot of it's ceremonial, but we do in the media make a big deal of it, which is fine. Yeah, well, but it's still yeah. a good job to have as captain, but yeah. it's not more ceremonial than anything. I think on-field leadership now pretty much shared. Yeah, it's a consensus, isn't it? Uh, Steve-O, uh, you're a leader around RSN927. Great to see you. Thanks, Michael. And Mikey's in the leadership group. He's just been promoted. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, does that mean you've demoted Matty Nevin? Uh, bad luck. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got plenty more guests, including Joe McKinnon, uh, who has started a really important thoroughbred tracking uh, website for off-the-track racehorses.